0: Welcome to the second episode of the New Moon Podcast, featuring Sandro Casato. Sandro is a coach and sales expert who grew to manage over 35,000 people in just 16 months. The people he manages are across Europe. Sandro has learned so much on his journey, and this podcast is to help share some of those lessons that he's learned so that maybe you can become more successful in your day-to-day life. In the last episode, we discussed Sandro's upbringing, what values he carries with him from his childhood, and kind of where that, how that led you to where you are today, right, Sandro? So today I was hoping to dig even a little bit deeper into kind of your own management style, what success means to you, and maybe what failure means to you as well, because I know we all have our own definitions and, and different failures that have led us to become the people we are today. So without further ado, welcome Sandro to the second episode of the New Moon podcast.
1: Thank you Ellie, thank you very much. I'm very happy to be with you here. I uh, just came back came back home from Zurich last night, so I'm excited to be now already in the studio and record with you my The second podcast
0: yeah it's wonderful I heard you were at a conference in Paris is that right
1: exactly exactly so with uh, with my company we organized a conference with more than 300 people and I think we did a great job because I'm working with these guys over there just since a few months so I had my time to get to know them a bit better to dig also a bit deeper in what are my management styles and uh, what I can bring as added via value to the whole uh, French-speaking community. And I'm very happy with the outcome of uh, of uh, Saturday's event.
0: Oh, that sounds fascinating. So were you one of the speakers? Were there other speakers involved?
1: Yeah. so there is. Uh, there was my team of managers. We um, prepared some educational content for this uh, conference. And we were all in all seven speakers on stage and offering some great value for for the whole crowd who was there on Saturday.
0: That's incredible. I always find that if you go to speak at an event, you always end up taking with you so much more than you thought. Because when as you listen to the other speakers, sparks ideas. You kind of gain something that you could fit into how you're managing your team was that true for you did you learn from the other speakers
1: absolutely agree you know i i knew the the material already because i used it for the german speaking and for the italian speaking community uh listening to the same material on french uh, exposed like by other people who weren't familiar with this kind of education Uh, i took a lot with me i'm i'm honest with you also from, from people who I could say are not so experienced yet, but the way how they decided to um, bring this uh, this information to the people was very interesting and there were some, some nice nuggets that I took with me at home.
0: Can you share something specific that you learned or that you gained from this past conference?
1: Yes, of course. Uh, there was, uh, for example... Um, an hour we spoke about storytelling and there was a lady who was um, for the first time on stage she was like super nervous Uh, I spent 15 minutes uh, before she went on stage with her she was like trembling Uh, but it was very nice to see how she got calm and relaxed the second she was telling about her personal story and it was the goal of, of this hour to uh, explain people why is it more important to be able to tell your story than to tell some facts. Because as we know, with the stories, we sell the things, not with the facts. With, with the facts, we just tell the stuff. But with the story, we are able to sell it. So she got immediately more relaxed and confident when she was able to tell about her very emotional story this clicked like crazy with the the people in the audience and she lost all the nerves anxiety anxiety, exactly yeah and she was able to do like a very good performance i'm very proud of her and uh, so the way how she decided to do this and to even open up quite a lot mm, for the fact that she didn't know all the people who were sitting there about her past, about her very personal situation. This was for me, uh, again, uh, teaching. Uh, As you know, I'm still learning how to open up even more as we spoke in the last podcast. So I took this home from
0: uh, from this hour. That's so interesting. It's always a good reminder to make things more personal. I think Mm -hmm. a lot of us walk around with our walls up and we have everybody at an arm's distance. But Mm -hmm. as we spoke about in our last episode, it's actually what makes you a good leader is being vulnerable and being able to share those personal stories and making personal connections to your team and those around you. So that's an incredible insight to have gained from this conference.
1: Absolutely, Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, French is also like uh, a language which comes from the the Latin roots. I'm not saying that the English and the Germans are like colder. But um, yeah, also the fact that it's uh, the last time I spoke in French was like 20 years ago at school. So when I got the opportunity to lead also the French and and uh, Belgium team, um, I said immediately less, even though I wasn't w- fit in this language. So I really uh, learned also a lot, not only in the in the speaking part, but also in the listening part, because they use other words. Uh, they are more uh, emotional when it comes to how they talked and, and yeah. we are. yeah. And uh, yes, yeah, so I, I took many things at home that I didn't see that way. So wow. it was good, really yeah, good.
0: You bring up a really good point there. And I think for someone like you who manages such a big team, oftentimes we don't think about how to manage different cultures, different languages, people mm-hmm. with different upbringings. Mm-hmm. There's no one size fits all management style because people are different and cultures are different so what would you say i mean you just said the the french language it's a little bit more sensual a little bit more emotional really with those latin roots is there anything else you notice about managing people across different countries and different cultures mm-hmm.
1: it's a good point um i want to stay for one second on the on the language part you know Basically, I could have decided to bring with me someone who would like do a doll like a doll matcher, you know, who would do the whole translation. But there is one thing that I understood is you will never touch the person in the heart when you are not able of to talk with them in their language of the heart. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah. So I really put lots of effort and energy into learning the language because First thing and most important thing on the same way is to touch people in the heart if you want to activate them you know to bring them to do something and to come back to your question um, I think it's one of the most important important things that people underestimate you cannot uh, think of using the same management style with everyone Mm -hmm. every person is different every character is different um if you like to be bossy that works for some kind of people it doesn't work at all for other kind with other kind of people so you need as a manager i think you need to be able to uh, understand your counterpart Mm -hmm. what kind of person is it Mm -hmm. what What does this person motivate? What are the objectives of this person? What's Mm -hmm. the character of this person? There are different personalities. Mm -hmm. I like to use also the Structogram method to um, find out what's the personality of of the person. Uh, It's one of the very few um, methods who are also uh, biologically like approved okay and so i use this as style to understand a bit who's the person i'm working with what can i do Mm -hmm. to um to improve the communication with this person because you Mm -hmm. know ali i don't think that the content wise the message needs to to change what needs to change is how we Gonna transmit the information. There are per. There is a category, for example. They like when you go straight to the point. They even got like nervous when you start to talk around. There are other people you need to touch them with um,
0: sensitivity.
1: Sensitivity with uh, being some, delicate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. With gloves and uh, yes. not too straight, not too direct. Yeah. And there are others want to be touched in a in a different way so the second you start to um, invest time Mm -hmm. in authentically uh, wanting to um, find out who's your counterpart Mm -hmm. uh, when you are really interested into this person because you understood okay i'm going to collaborate with this person for the next few years Mm -hmm. i want to create establish a relationship an authentic relationship for this person i Mm -hmm. care about this person my interests towards this person are sincere Mm -hmm. and i want to make this person develop Uh, i think that's the turning point that's uh, where many manager fail because they think that's my management style Mm. and i'm gonna do it this way okay, it might work with 30% of the people, but the other uh, 70% you will not gonna reach. That's the point.
0: I want to unpack some of what you just said in that amazing answer of kind of what makes a good manager and how to stand out from the rest. You mentioned this um, personality test. Can you, for any of our listeners who have no idea what you're talking about, Mm -hmm. who have never heard of a personality test, can you maybe share what it does, what you find out about yourself, maybe how to take one if you're interested at mm-hmm. home sure. and um, what it tells the manager. So if a manager is listening and he administers one of these tests, how he can take that test and manage differently.
1: Okay. So uh, our brain is composed by three parts. And uh, each part is driven by the hormones that our body is releasing when we face certain situations. Uh, That's why I said it's biologically tested. Basically, you can do this personality te- personality test today mm-hmm. you can do it in 20 years the outcome will be exactly the same be- because it's in your bio uh, structure okay so it's never going to change what's going to change is you will know who you are mm-hmm. what drives you mm-hmm. you will get to know your weaknesses and you will learn how to improve your weaknesses okay but your personality is not going to change because of this. Uh, you just know how to manage your personality. Okay. So this test, you, you're going to answer uh, a few questions. Mm-hmm. And What's it
0: called? The test? Structogram.
1: Structogram. structogram. Yes. Okay. And it's um, you're going to ask these questions and it's going to divide basically the outcome in three colors. It's going to be blue, red and green. Mm-hmm. The biggest part of the humanity is green. then we have also lots of red people and the small the smallest part are blue people. Mm-hmm. every um, every color represents one part of our brain. The cool thing is that everybody is everything. What changes is the um, the amount of blue the amount of green the amount of red okay. And it's it's cool because uh, usually the weakness comes out when we are under stress or under pressure. So also knowing, for example, that under stress, you could become, for example, a red person, which is a very straight person, a person who is not afraid of going into conflicts. I'm not going to put that much pressure on you because I know it would end up in a conflict situation okay okay also knowing how uh, you would end up when we are in a conflict situation uh, is good to know that you would become red because I know how to how I need to talk with red people Mm -hmm. when they want to go in a conflict situation with Mm -hmm. me to bring them immediately again out of Mm. this conflict situation okay so it's really something that I use um, day by day. It's mm-hmm. not always easy to identify the the major driver o- of a person. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they are even very good in hiding it or in letting you think they are like this, but at the end they are completely um, someone else. To be 100% sure, you need to let the person do the test. Mm-hmm. So this is something that... Uh, i'm about to introduce in my whole organization oh wow i'm gonna offer uh this kind of education also to my whole team because i think that when you know uh who's your team Mm -hmm. you can also establish a communication who is like made to measure for your team which will make you like even more uh, productive and more efficient
0: Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like that test would be good for people who are managing, but also people who work under managers. Absolutely. And if you know what kind of communication style you work with best, or you know um, how you react in certain situations, you can have more. Productive conversations in all areas of your life. I imagine in your romantic situations, absolutely. your fami- absolutely. family, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. And I, just to give uh, an example, blue represents the people who are very structured, very disciplined. Very, they love to plan. They love to have a perspective in life. So let's say you have someone like this in your team. This person who is very organized. Uh, you're gonna give them. Uh, for example, the uh, the um, task to uh, do slides for you for your next presentation. Okay. You're gonna tell, hey, until tomorrow, twelve o'clock. I need these slides, please. This person is gonna tell you, thank you very much, and will deliver probably at twelve um, at eleven fifty nine. Okay, because it's a, a person who loves structure, who love to be organized, who love to do this kind of things, who need some precision, and etc. If you go to a red personality, who's more like a doer, but very impulsive, not so structured, this person might tell you, yes, I'm going to do it. At 11.30, you will get a message that they haven't done it yet, and they have some issues with their laptop, and it's not going to work out. And Okay. Okay. So if you know that you have these two kind of personalities in your team you let the person play in the role they love to play okay so i'm gonna give this task to a blue one who is excited about doing it and i'm not gonna give it to a red one who will be like okay i'm gonna do it but just because you want it you know it's not like they love to do it so what
0: kind of task would you give a red person
1: A red person is uh, a decision maker a red person is someone who needs to solve something also to with straight communication um it's it's someone who yeah who who just goes out and gets the job done so this is uh, this is a red one it's a very
0: so more high level tasks more like here's our problem i need you to find a solution yes yes instead of a timeline and like strict step one step two step three exactly wow fascinating mm-hmm. and can anyone take this test at home right yeah, now absolutely wow. so uh,
1: it's like a patented uh, test so of course it's not for free it's okay. uh, you need to pay for it i think every uh everything which is good you need yeah. obviously to pay for it but it's worth the money okay. i can say I, I did lots of things like this but Structogram was the one who really convinced me to 100%. Sounds
0: like it's worth it then.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: I want to switch gears a little bit and yeah. talk about because we've touched on management, and in the last episode we touched a little bit on kind of what success meant to you. But I want to dig a little bit deeper under that layer because with success comes this idea of failure, and mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think you can reach. Success without experiencing some level of failure. Of course, everybody has a different different definition But I'm wondering if you can maybe touch on Because you inspire so many people if you can share some of your experiences with both of these ideas success and failure and how they helped shape Where you are today and the success that you're now experiencing Mm
1: -hmm. Okay I want to start with saying the sentence, you cannot achieve success without failing, okay? Because failing is a part of success. You might start 500 things. Mm -hmm. In 499, you will fail. And in one thing, you will have success. But it's the 499 things that taught you how to get to the point that your next idea would be the successful one. And it's just a process that everybody needs to go through because we are getting shaped by failure. Uh, Nobody, um, it's almost impossible or it's an incredible lucky shot. If you go like with the first thing and you're really bringing it to the moon at uh, the first shot, it's uh, it's not so it's for sure not so easy. Mm, because uh, I think failure is also a process of personal development. If you never fail, you will never um, get hurt. If you're not, if it doesn't hurt, it doesn't make you grow. It's it's uh, always the same thing, and I think it's just a part of it. Um, how you look at failure is for sure a mindset thing. Uh, people who fail, it's. You can if you have like a fixed mindset you think you're not capable you're not the person for this uh it's not for me we hear it uh people with like a dynamic mindset an open mindset think okay i'm not there yet yet that's the point so the magic word yeah exactly so you just need to improve you just need to bring yourself to elevate yourself yeah. to the next level because I always say the results match always the level of our personal development. Mm. You cannot think of staying here, mm-hmm. of not to doing extra, but to get like the extra result, it doesn't work like this. Mm. You need to bring yourself to the level, mm. to bring the outcome on a level. Uh, many times, this work here mm-hmm. can take as long as you want. This here... It doesn't like come simultaneously. That means you need to bring it here and then slowly this gets there. But this part, many people don't get. So there is also a saying as an an entrepreneur, you need to get to a period where you are really underpaid Mm -hmm. to switch to a period where you are like equally fairly paid Mm -hmm. to go then to a period where you are like
0: there's no ceiling exactly (laughs) yeah
1: and this part where you are underpaid it hurts right because you say wow i'm doing so much but it doesn't come out doesn't Mm -hmm. come out what i'm putting in doesn't come out yeah Uh, the thing is are you putting the right things in are you working smart are you bringing yourself as a person to the next level or are you just doing like effort that's Mm -hmm. that's like a robot like a robot, just yeah. action, but nothing that brings you really forward also from uh, competence, from yeah. skills perspective. Yeah. So I think this is... Uh, for many people, it's difficult to understand because uh, m- they live as employees mm-hmm. today. And this is the switch you need to make from an, an employee to, to the entrepreneur. And yeah. it's not for everyone.
0: Yeah, so much of what you just said there is so important. And I think what people get wrapped up in this idea of success is that they look at entrepreneurs who are successful and they just see the top of the mountain. They look at you, they look at um, other business owners, CEOs, founders, and they don't see the struggle or the rocky path that it took to get there. Mm So I think what would be really helpful is if we as entrepreneurs or as leaders shared more of those stories, like you were mentioning at the beginning of, hey, I did fail. This is one time where I didn't, things didn't work out for me. And this happens all the time. It happens every single mountaintop you get to, there's a higher mountaintop, right? Absolutely. So I was wondering if maybe you could share one story or two of, of a time that you actually, you felt failure, you felt disappointed in yourself.
1: You know, uh, as a leader of such a big organization um you always want to bring people to success especially mm, the people that are very close to you your friends your family whoever decides to go this journey with you um i learned something you cannot bring people to success if they don't want it um and to let go, it's some of the, the hardest things because people become friends down the road. You really uh, want to bring them with you. You really explain the things that I just explained regarding being underpaid and etc. etc. Et yeah. But if in, in the person the, the switch doesn't happen, um, just to give you an example, uh, the fact that I told you that all are different in their personalities um sometimes it's it's not easy to give to the person what she or he wants even though you understand uh, what's the personality of this person mm-hmm. just because the the human being is also the code of the human being is very hard to mm-hmm. to decode so it's yeah. it's um it has so many variables inside that mm-hmm. it's it's not just it's not just about about us yeah. it becomes about us when we keep staying there and trying and trying and trying when this person is doing like everything mm-hmm. to make us understand i don't want yeah okay so it's uh, you cannot like push people to success I got it's it's funny because I still talk about it I um, had the chance to learn from a very experienced person and one of the first things he taught me uh, Sandro before you decide to put a camel on your back Mm -hmm. and bring him to the next fountain to drink make sure he's thirsty Mm. otherwise you will have like a cracked back and the camel who doesn't want to drink. Yeah. So that's the thing, and I keep telling this small story to the people who are really trying everything to push their people and to feel emotionally also Drained. connected. And and uh, I tell them you need to disconnect yourself emotionally from this. Yeah. From this thing here. It's not that you are not friends anymore. You're not family anymore, but. And I had had to learn this because many friends, at the beginning, they were like super excited about the idea, but they were showing me, "I don't want, mm-hmm. uh, I I don't see it. It's it's uh, it's it doesn't fit in my quotidianity, in my daily. So mm-hmm. it's it was really a bit difficult for me in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I felt like I failed because mm-hmm. I didn't, I don't have like the skills that I have today, mm-hmm. but. With the time, I understood it's just part of the process. I learned from this.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I love what you said before. It's not that you failed. It's that you didn't do it yet, mm-hmm. It's that you didn't achieve that step yet. And mm-hmm. a lot of the times I find that um, every door that closes, it's actually a blessing from the universe because it's it's leading you in a different direction. It's saying, hey, maybe you thought that this was the way, but I have a better way. Mm-hmm. So let's go mm-hmm. look at this window or this open door over here.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree with
0: you. Amazing. And um, I'm just curious because I realized I didn't ask you. Do you know what your personality type
1: is? (laughs) I'm uh, the blue type. The blue type, which is? Very structured, very organized disciplines, needs perspective, loves to plan. Okay. Loves to be in the driver position.
0: Okay. I love it. And does that affect how you manage other colors? Because you know that for yourself, you need that structure. Like, do you plan your days then very very structured and very organized
1: I told you before the blue the blue people are very few Mm. respect to the rest so of course being like a source of inspiration for my whole community Mm. uh, who does a to-do list every day not so many people but I keep showing it on Instagram like I do it like every day so uh, I'm sure that I became a, a source of inspiration for many green types, for many red types, who started doing this, even though it's not in their nature. Yeah. Number one, number two, um, as a blue personality, you are like emotionally uh, more relaxed. I would say. Okay? okay. So you're not you're not really um, taking everything personal. Lucky you're, you. Uh, <laughs>
0: continue <laughs> with so many people
1: you can say this uh, <laughs> uh, very loud um yes so i'm always a bit more distant it doesn't mean that i don't care it's mm-hmm. quite the opposite mm-hmm. but i've it's the fact that i have the difficulties to show sometimes it's on the same time also a good thing because i can keep distant even distance even though i care very much okay. about you um but i also know when to make like the switch between business Mm -hmm. and private so for me it's clear and having the fact for example in my business we have events like the one we just had in paris like the one we had in italy Mm -hmm. a few weeks ago you know i enjoy these events a lot but it's not
0: where you thrive
1: exactly it doesn't drive me and I feel this, especially the days after, mm-hmm. because I really, the energy level is then super low because mm-hmm. it's um, I, I love it, but it costs me a lot on the it same drains time. It you. Ex- exactly. So I need like one or two days to recharge. Yeah. So, so that's it. But from the rest, I think that my community uh, has, how should I say it, um, has lots of profit from the fact that I'm blue type. Because the fact that I planned our journey, that I see it, that uh, I need perspective. So I, I really try to create this per- perspective for everyone by sharing my vision and uh, telling them where the journey is going. this yeah. drives them too, because I think when you can visualize it's it's much, much easier to yeah. achieve it.
0: Absolutely. I think last time in the last episode, we also shared some of your daily habits. Mm -hmm. And I remember that the um, to-do lists were one of them. So I think I like that. Maybe every episode we can share a suggestion or Mm -hmm. a tip from you on Mm -hmm. how you you build success. So if you're listening out there, try seven days every single morning to wake up and write your to-do list before you go about your day. It sounds like it has a a big effect on Sandro's life. Absolutely great I just want to end with one final question this is the new moon podcast so I want to bring it back to the moon for these next 30 days this next moon cycle what will you personally be working on
1: so looking at my schedule there won't be like one weekend I will not be traveling during the next uh, phase so it's for me challenging because I'm not used to it I'm still finding into this new role i'm a person who loves structure as you heard who loves also routine the fact that i won't be at home so much i will basically leave out of my suitcase for the next 30 days it's going to be challenging for me Um, so i will be able to report uh, about it the next time we we see each other but uh, i will take you with me uh, on my journey so for all those who want to follow me also on instagram um just look at my stories at my content i will be visiting many countries during the next 30 days so it's going to be an exciting journey
0: wow it sounds like you're learning how to work on the go yes very flexible very (laughs) agile the new style of working absolutely great well sandra thank you so much for joining us and sharing your wisdom on this new moon podcast If you liked this episode, please subscribe and leave a comment on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, the New Moon Podcast. And Sandro, maybe you can share where people can find you your Instagram handle.
1: Yes. So my Instagram is Sandro, but you replace the A with the seven, which is my favorite number. This is like my main channel, my main way how I connect with people. So I'm very happy to welcome you on my channel.
0: Amazing. And if you have any questions for Sandra, we are welcoming any questions from the audience. So next time we can cover topics that you really want to hear about. Until next new moon. Thank you.